I busted my arm. You busted your arm? How did yeah, you do that? But that was not the worst part of it. Okay, what you happened? Tell, you story? tell me the story. So I'm snowboarding, ninth grade. Okay. I think I'm a baller. I'm hitting the biggest jumps on King's Crown in Park City. Okay. And if anybody knows that, they're pretty big, especially for a ninth grader. <laughs> and this was February, so snow's getting a little melted, slushy. I'm at the top, and you need a pretty big runway to hit this jump. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you're not going to clear it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm up there with Devin, and you all know Devin. From previous episodes. Previous episodes. And he's like, he's like, don't do it. I'm like, I'm going to do it. He's like, I wouldn't do it. So I'm like, I'm going to do it. Because I've done it before. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm awesome. So I go off of it, and obviously I mess up. I catch an edge right on the lip, which is like 15 feet tall. Okay, like 12 feet tall. Okay. I don't know. I might be exaggerating. Yeah. But it's big. You probably are. And I flew backwards, like 40 feet. And these landings, <laughs> like, if you just go over the side yeah. and go down the landing, you'll, like, fly off the edge yeah. because there's such big jumps and the landing needs to be big. I, that's all I remember was flying backwards. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I, I don't remember this, but Devin came over, and he's like, oh, that sucks. Come down. And he's like, I'm sitting on the landing, and there's other people trying to do the jump. And he's like, Chase, you got to move. <laughs> Chase. And I, apparently I was just, uh, <laughs> Chase, you got to move. Uh, and then the next thing I know, like, the ski patrol is there. And uh-huh. I was like, dude, you guys got here fast. <laughs> and they're like, it's like, you've been out for, like, 20 minutes. I'm like, oh. Holy crap. Shoot. And then they took me down in their sleigh. My arm was like bent like a boomerang. So <laughs> so Australians were trying to grab your arm and throw yeah, it? Yeah, but I, the, I was like, my the they worst part was my around head, you trying to steal your arm? Yeah. I don't All know. the Australians? I don't remember. So it could have happened. I it don't know. It probably did. But your head what? My head hurt so bad. Dude, concussions were was 10 times worse than my broken arm. Really? Yeah, I was just laying there and I never felt so sick or like my head hurt so bad. And I remember asking Devin, I was like, I held up my arm. And it's all bent like, and I'm like, do you think it's broken? He's like, yeah, I think it's broken. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Your arm looks like a boomerang. You're like, man, I wonder if that's broken. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, I, I think I was joking. I thought I was joking, but it's, I don't know. But And then, then it was like, it happened really fast because I was like, oh, man, my arm's bent. And then I go to the hospital, uh-huh. and he's like, okay, you're going to fall asleep in 10 seconds? And I was yeah. like, whatever, 10, uh, I was out. And then I wake up, and I'm like, dude, my arm's straight again. It was awesome. That's I awesome. Know, it dude. sucked, but it yeah, was, yeah. I mean, it's an awesome story, though. Yeah, it was kind of long. Sorry. No, dude. That's it's, it was, it's uh, a good story, man. It's a good story. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what this is, though, Chase? Um, no. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Okay. This is TMBC. Welcome back to TMBC. That was the use with pretty handsome awkward. Yeah. My name is Jason, and I'm your host today. With me, as always, High Speed Chase. Woo. What's up, man? Not much. Just how telling stories about how I broke my arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. At least, at least nobody stole it and tried to use it to hunt wallabies. I think they did. You think they did, and then they just brought it back in time, or do you think? Do you think that's someone else's arm? Yeah, I think they replaced it because you know this one's. Made of metal. Yeah? I'm that like, one can catch, like, shields that are thrown toward you? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I think dude. so. I don't know. That sounds pretty I useful. did lose it in a, in the snow. My Dude. accident happened, you know, in the snow. Oh. I fell. Oh. 
I think I might be. I have long Confirmed. hair. You might be the Winter Soldier, oh, dude. Does that make you Captain? I guess. All that right. makes me Cap. I except like somehow I time traveled. I'm I'm still skinny Cap. <laughs> you you <you're> Captain <laughs> before the procedure. before the surgery. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, man. We have no, some dude. weird time time travel thing going on. No, you, you're not that small. That's true. No, dude, that guy was skinny. Yeah, well, I, I'm at least I'm at least taller than he is. I'm probably like I'm, I'm probably a little bit less skinny than he is, but like a little bit less. Yeah, well, that, that guy was less like less skinny. Less skinny. Yeah. So, oh, okay. so I, got, I got a little more meat on me than him. Yeah. Not like much, but like a little bit, and then I'm probably like a good eight inches taller than him at least. But that's you know. true. I what guess you like six one too. Yeah, I'm six two. You're taller than me, dude. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I'm only six foot. You short people. I don't know how you do it. I know. <laughs> for, for Devin. Devin's like 5'7". He'd all, say 5'8". Yeah, for for all they know, Devin could be 6'5". I mean, they haven't seen him. I guess they haven't seen any of us either. Yeah, but now, now they know. They do know. They can they can size us up now. So it's like you, what Devin, they, and me well, are we, like staircases. We could just be lying. We could just be lying. We could be lying. I'm seven and a half feet tall. And I'm Sasquatch. <laughs> um... So, dude, I, uh, a couple of things happened. So, first of all, since our last episode, we recorded our last episode and talked about the Batman v Superman teaser. And then, like, the, like within hours later, they released a full trailer. That, it was in the... I, I watched it in the morning when I woke up. I woke up at, like, 6 in the morning. Yeah. And watched it. And uh, I was, like, super tired. I don't like to wake up in the morning, but I got up and yeah, I see it that too. it's there. I always check my phone to help me wake up, you know? And I see that, and I'm like... <gasps> Immediately, I'm woke up. Yeah, yeah. I watch it. Man, I was so pissed off. Really? Yeah. What about you? I. What do you think? I okay. I I actually I'm higher on it than most people are. Yeah. There's a lot of like people pissed off about it. Yeah. And I'm one of them. I will like. It's really cool. I think it's dope. But I'm like, way too much. Way too much. I did not want to see Doomsday. I didn't even want to know Doomsday. I wanted to go to the theater and then have Doomsday show up and be like, oh, yeah. Not like. Oh, I hey, think, so Doomsday in the I think that would have been cool, but I think honestly, I think the reason that they that they let Doomsday out that early is because he's in a dream sequence that Doomsday actually doesn't show up. That's where I, I don't I don't agree with you. You don't think so? No, that's too much for like a dream sequence, and like to put it in the movie. Yeah, and like it's got everything where you know, like Lex Luthor is there. He's the one that um, saying the devil's going to kill the, this Superman. Yeah. And, I don't know. How, but how do you how do you know it won't be just like this quick sequence of Wonder Woman? Like you know how when when uh, Thor had his vision in Age of Ultron, it could be like that where it's like little snippets of like things like that. Yeah, but they only use snippets for the trailer, you know. Exactly. And so, what if all of that is all she sees? That's a lot. That's a long snippet of a dream sequence. It's it's less than two minutes. Yeah, but like for a trailer, that's like, and it's like epic, you know, because he she shields him, and then they're like, it's like she with you. I thought she was with you. You know, it doesn't. It never shows Wonder Woman and Doomsday in the same shot, so we don't know for sure that she seals. She gets Doomsday. hit by him, man. She gets hit by something, but it's not. It, we don't know that it's Doomsday. It's the same color energy that's coming out of his face. Yeah. And what do you think of the way he looks? Like he looks like Ninja Turtle. <laughs> he kind of does. Do you not Ninja agree? Turtle. I so I, I still think it looks cool, but yeah, it doesn't. It's not the Doomsday. It I'm, doesn't look like classic Doomsday. I agree with you. Doomsday's got a. His face. It's the face that bugs me. It's like bald and like, um, it's monstrous. So yeah, yeah. Works, but it's like bald, like a Ninja Turtle. And, and I'm just imagining the injustice and like, uh, with like the ponytail or whatever. Yeah, the, or like the like the big spiky head. You know. Yeah. Like something like to the make jawline with all the mean. jutting spikes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean there. Like, 
I, I kind of wish that was there, but at the same time, I don't, I don't mind it tons. Like, I, I don't know. I think, I think there's, I think there's some good to be had there, but that's just me, you know. Yeah, you also like Lex, um, Jesse Eisenberg. Is I do. Lex. I do. I think. Ah, I think so he can whiny. be. I think he can be the perfect kind of annoying. Like I think I think he can be the the annoying that that movie kind of needs. I don't like annoying. You liked American Ultra. You remember how much I didn't really like that yeah. show because he's so whiny and it pisses me off. You you really don't like Jesse Eisenberg. I liked him in Zombieland. Yeah, because it's like a different kind of whiny. You know. Yeah. He wasn't that whiny, but yeah, mostly Jesse Eisenberg is just super whiny and it pisses me off. And he's like he's like trying too hard. Yeah. Like every the way he acts, I don't know. I, I kinda, it's not I the Lex know. Luthor I want. It's it's not it's definitely not the conventional Lex Luthor. That's that's for sure. Um I just I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to have something a little different cuz I mean say what you will, you know, that that type of villain hasn't really been done in a superhero movie yet. Whiny? Yeah, like a a kid like sort of brat whiny. I'm trying to think. I mean, there there have been some whiny kind of like Kilgrave, you know, like he's he's really a whiny brat, but like dude, Kilgrave killed it. He was awesome. Yeah, but but yeah, that's what I mean. Is like in movies, really, usually the villain is a brooding sort of you know megalomaniacal type of person. I don't know, cause yeah, I just don't think I like Jesse Eisenberg that much. I get you. I get you, and and a lot of people don't like everyone on the Savage Land hates Jesse Eisenberg. Really? When we recorded our last episode, we talked about it a little. Not a single one of them likes Jesse Eisenberg. <sighs> yeah, I don't know because I really liked him in uh, Now You See Me. Yeah, I thought he was all right. I liked him in that and uh, Social Network. He did a really good job because he played the part perfectly. Yeah, I love Social Network. That's one um, of my favorite movies. I don't know, but that's yeah. It, I think I think it all comes down to just like opinion and preference and all that stuff. But you know. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still excited for it. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll reserve most of my judgment for after I see it. But yeah, we also had, as we're recording this, we also uh, had a uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two out of the shadows. Out of the trailer. shadows just came out. The trailer just about came out an hour ago. It is Wednesday. We're filming. We're recording this it's Wednesday at eight forty four General Mountain Standard Time. That's what's up. Yeah, and uh, we just watched the TMNT and first impressions. I so okay so I mean I'm not expecting this movie to be like great or any or even good <laughs> but it looks fun. It looks like um Michael Bay like Transformers. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was just like it looks my first word that I said when I saw it I was like that was Michael looks Bay. bad. Uh, yeah, oh, I did after, say Michael after, Bay after the trailer in I the explosion. Yeah. When me, the first explosion happens in the trailer, there's like, a Michael big Bay. explosion. They blow up the car, yeah. which is cool. I think it's going to be really entertaining to watch. I hope that they don't screw it up like they were did in uh, Transformers. Yeah, um, two had didn't make any sense and it was just random. Yeah, well, the Transformers three movies get worse every time. Lasted so long, so did four, um, but the action looks almost like the same. So I'm hoping the story will be better. Um, but I think it is going to be a fun movie. Yeah. I think I'll enjoy it, but I think it's going to suck. <laughs> it, it might be a bad movie, for sure. I, I do like that they kind of corrected some of the things that fans didn't like in the first one. Like, they made the turtles smaller. Uh, Which doesn't make sense. I mean, sure, continuity-wise it doesn't make sense, but who cares? Because they were so big, dude. They were huge. They're like eight feet tall. And now, like, Michelangelo, uh-huh. is like he stands next to Casey Jones, and he's like two inches taller. Yeah, yeah. And I was like... And that's how it should be, but it's yeah. weird after the first movie where they're giants. Donnie's, uh, uh, Ralph, 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 Ralph. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> that, that. Imagine like the the angry, like aggravated turtle's name's Ralph. Um, 
I'm a rocket. <laughs> yeah, no, Ra- Ralph. Ra- Raph. Raph. Dang it. I don't know why I can't <laughs> say that. Raph uh-huh. um, is still a beast, though. Oh, yeah, he, he looks awesome. I, I really like Raph. I think that they've done the best. I mean, pretty much in every iteration, Raph's always been done the best in, in Ninja Turtles. But He's cool. Um, I like the costumes a lot better. They're a lot yeah. more... Um, if you see Leo, he doesn't have that weird Indian thing on his chest. Yeah. Um, I li- it's interesting, but uh, he's got the you know um, straps going from shoulder to shoulder on both sides. Yeah. Like traditional TMNT. And he's wearing like pants, and yeah. uh, they're all wearing like armored up and... I think they look really cool. I think it looks so. yeah, it looks cool. I like there are a couple of those shots like with Megan Fox tying up her shirt or whatever. Where you're like, oh come on, seriously? Like <laughs> I he, know, it's like uh, uh, Megan Fox. It's like you can't you can't get through a Michael Bay produced movie without some sort of weird like objectifying nonsense. That well, it's pretty much just her. Yeah, I mean, you remember the one for Transformers too, where yeah. she's like. Uh, running she, through the desert. No, when she's painting the bike. Oh yeah, she's like in that the weirdest so position like, with her butt sticking the out. And I was like, shorts. I was like, ah, that's not how you. No, like, that doesn't well, look like, comfortable. It's like, yeah, but... Megan Fox is hot, but like, jeez, come on, man. Like, I don't actually think she's that hot. Really? I think she's pretty hot, but I mean, she's hot, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's it just gets annoying where it's like because it's like at that point you're like, oh, come on, like you're. You're, like you're just you're just trying to get sort of like the you know your your specific demographic of like oh yeah let's try to attract the you know whatever the 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 nerdy fanboys or whatever and so they're well, like, that's what this movie oh, made they like for. really hot girls and so we'll throw this one you know skimpy clothing and you know, like so, I know it's made for for them but like what do you think she's doing in that scene she's obviously doing something to get the attention of a guy yeah. as a maybe a distraction I don't know I don't know that's probably what it is because it's she's probably the same exact scene that she's it like, always is yeah. or she's like getting ready to fight because she's tough now <laughs> she, <laughs> she ties up her shirt she slides underneath chain doors oh, to yeah, go I down and uh what do you think of Casey Jones though I actually I, I you know I mean I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I see more because he only has one line in this trailer and he's you know trying to it looks like he's sort of trying to like be all flirty with dude with what is April. his line his line's like, I don't know, how you doing or something like that, or I'm Casey Jones. I think it was just, I'm Casey Jones, like smiling He had and stuff. like one more line before that. He might have, I don't know. Ah. But he he looks like he's like trying to flirt with her, so so we haven't seen him like in a fight yet or like trying to intimidate somebody, so I'll, I'll wait until I see that side of him. With, and but, it's, um, he doesn't have long hair, which is piss, pisses me yeah. off. Because I like long hair. Yeah, for the fact um, that you do have long hair, I'm sure that does piss you off. Yeah, well, and the... Characters traditionally has long hair. You're just mad you didn't get cast, huh? I know, freaking heck, <laughs> man! I sent in like my audition and everything. Yeah. <laughs> you had like this weird, like kind of like the real world audition tapes or whatever. Yeah, they actually sent me back and they were like, "Please stop sending crap to us." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, no." And then they're like, "We're gonna cast um, Stephen Amell." And I was like, "The Green Arrow." And they're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "All right, fine, fine." And uh, I'm a pretty, I, I'm a pretty big fan of Arrow. Yeah, um, Stephen Amell. I didn't like him at first, but he's grown on me, yeah. and his acting has got a lot better. Yeah, it has. So I hope it translates to this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a cheesy movie, and yeah. he's a cheesy well, and actor. And just it's not be, like just Megan Fox is that great of an actor either. Oh, like, no, no, no. Will Arnett's probably the best actor in the movie. <laughs> yeah, Will Arnett's hilarious. Um, uh, but I think I'll, I think he'll do great. Yeah. So I think so, too. And I, I like Stephen Amell, but we'll, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what he kind of does for the tougher side of Casey Jones. But I know I, I want to see how he differentiates this um, role as Casey Jones away from Green Arrow. Yeah. Because Green Arrow is actually trying to become more, they're trying to, to make, make him, him happier. Yeah, happier and like wittier. Yeah. And even Merlin says, makes a comment. He's like, oh, 
they told me that you were being more like that. And I was, for me, I was like, I didn't even notice. He's yeah. the same dude. Um, yeah, I know. It feels like they're kind of trying to force it, but then you're like, eh, eh, eh. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. So he'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. And then um, one thing I, didn't, I noticed is Leo does not sound like Johnny Knoxville. He doesn't. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to look that up and just see. I already Googled it. Oh, you did? He is on the list as voicing Leonardo. Johnny Knoxville is yeah, still? Yeah, TMNT 2. And I it doesn't just, sound like him. I think he's just a more skilled voice actor than, uh, than we give him credit for. I think he can change his voice more than we think. It didn't sound like him. I saw the teaser trailer a couple hours ago, and I was like, that's not him. That's when I Googled it, and we watched it here, and it mm-hmm. still didn't sound like him. Well, so you remember, you remember um, when he was in The Ringer, right? And he has that little scene where he like does you know, impressions of, uh, of different like, types of people that he's going to you know, like, uh, uh, imitate or whatever, you know, like when, yeah. he's, when he's doing his impressions or whatever. There's a, lot of, there's a pretty big range there with voices. Yeah, but um, he's already voiced the character once, so why would you want to change it, you know? Yeah. As the same voice actor? Um, whoever's voice it was, if it was him. I think it was him. Or if it was someone else, I think it sounds a lot better. Yeah, I do too. I never really liked Johnny Knoxville's voice as Leo. It just didn't fit. Yeah, I, I I didn't mind it as much, but it was it was a little different because traditionally in in the cartoons and stuff, Leo's voice has always been like a little bit higher, a little bit more I don't know, like straight. I just didn't think it matched the character. I don't know. Maybe I was just seeing Johnny Knoxville's face, and that, that's what bugs me. <laughs> Maybe you were because if you know what the voice actor looks like, it kind of takes away from the character they voice. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I agree with you there. Um, I totally agree with you. But yeah, but, I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see how good it is. Um, so I wanted, I wanted to talk about something today. Uh, I think I shared it on the page um, yesterday, but it's this article published by Newsarama: the ten greatest pop culture debates of all time. I don't want to talk about all of them, but there are some here that I kind of want to. I kind of want to feel your opinion out for and see. You want to hash it out? I want to hash it out, Chase. You know, I, I feel like we got some issues to resolve. You know. All right. All right. So I, I feel the same way. We'll start with number ten. Ten. Xbox versus PlayStation. Where do you stand? Shoot, man. Seems how I've bought and uh, is that the right word? Bought and bought, bought. See how um, I'm seeing how I bought, right? Probably I've, I've purchased. I've, I've purchased. I've bought and I've bought. Bought's not a word. Botany is a word. We're already getting into totally an arc- argument. We are. So I know you suck. I hate you. Uh, fine. I'm just kidding. We'll I mean, no. We'll work it out. All right. Anyway, I've had two Xboxes, an Xbox 360 and Xbox One, and I've only had one PlayStation, which was a PlayStation Two. Okay. Um. Honestly, don't really know the difference, but I really like my Xbox. So. Yeah. I honestly... I'm, sorry, go ahead. Oh, you're fine. I So I've owned every PlayStation system except for the PlayStation 4. <laughs> and I know where this is going. <laughs> oh, man. And I bought two Xboxes, and I hate the fact that I have an Xbox. <laughs> I hate it. I wish I had a PlayStation so bad. I, I constantly am wishing I because like the PS4 just gives you a lot more capabilities. You can plug in external storage and and watch any media that you have on hard drives on it without having to format the stupid hard drive. Can you not do that on like 360? No, or on a, or on an Xbox One. You can have an external hard drive though for yeah, like your but games. It has to format to the Xbox, so you can't keep your stuff on it. You can't take a hard drive that you've used on your computer and like put movies and stuff on and plug it into your Xbox and watch them. I just plug it in my TV, so I'm good. Yeah, I know. I know. I just I, I wish it was on my Xbox because like I so I have a soundbar that that goes with optical plugins. Yeah, and I have to switch the the plugin to the soundbar every time I switch from the computer that's hooked up to my TV to the Xbox. Sounds awful. It's horrible. It absolutely uh, is. It's the worst. I mean, yeah. Hashtag first world problems. Um, oh my gosh, you are so. But I hate it. Life's rough. For well, it's you. just like I mean, compared to the fact that I could have gotten a PlayStation Four and totally avoided that problem. 
You know, sure. I I think PlayStation is better. The graphics on the PlayStation are are phenomenal. I like the controller on the PlayStation a little better. Ah, uh, that's where I'm. I don't like that controller. You don't like that controller because I love that Xbox has the um, what is it? Joystick. Joystick on the the left instead of in the center. Oh, and, like up on the corner. Yeah, up on the corner, so you can it, re, you can reach it better. Um, I don't PlayStation. Know, man. When I had my PlayStation Two, I never used that because huh? it was like awkward, and it's too. I like it better. Big, and it doesn't. I just like the joystick on the well, Xbox so One. Better. The, they they better. did they did make I, I I agree with you that like on the PS2 and the PS4 and I guess like the second version of the PlayStation, um, the joysticks were really big. But on the PS4, the joysticks are a lot smaller and they're a little bit more ergonomic. Like they have kind of divots in them, so your thumb goes right in the center of it. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like it's it's gotten more ergonomic as it's gone. Like I really like the PS4 controller because it's the same setup. I like having both of the analog sticks in the center. But the analog sticks are a little bit higher up than they were before, a little bit smaller than they were before. They changed it. My brother has a PlayStation 4. Yeah. I've never actually played it, but I've held the paddle. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I like the D-pad that's lower. Yeah. Because in most games, you use the D-pad to like change guns and crap like that and like mm-hmm. turn on your flashlight or whatever. And uh, I just like that it's lower yeah. and stuff. I'm the opposite, man. I like I like reaching up for the things that I don't need to use, and then just having like reaching right to the side for the stuff I do use. Wow, it's over reaching up or reaching down. Ugh, it's the worst. It's your thumbs, man. You don't want to. You don't want to. You know, strain them. Strain your thumbs. I know. <laughs> All right, man. I want to skip to to number six. There's a couple of other good ones in there, but but I don't think with the combined knowledge of you and I, I don't think that there's there's great room there for conversation. But number six, best Batman. Who's your best Batman? Like actor and live action? Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, really any Batman actor. So if you wanted to, you could be the pretentious guy that goes, "Oh, Kevin Conroy from the animated series," but he is pretty cool. Oh yeah, I think Kevin Conroy is the best. Just like Mark Hamill's the best Joker, so we can just remove them from the list for all time because. Well, let's just say live action then. Yeah, live action. Live action. I don't know. I haven't seen uh, Batfleck. Okay. Um. Yet. Yet. Um. But from what I've seen, is I don't know. Like it's like. On in the middle, it's on the line. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it could go awesome. It could go daredevil. Yeah, uh, you don't know. It's true. Uh, let me see, man. Christian Bale was really good in yeah. the Nolan series. Yeah, but as Batman, I don't think he pulled off the Batman. I kind of like agree the comic with you book there. Batman. Yeah, I kind of agree know. with you there. Like his look wasn't quite on point, yeah. which is, you know, it's whatever. But I yeah, and that's the thing with Christian Bale, his Batman I don't think was was much like the comic book Batman because like the whole series wasn't. The whole, I mean, the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. So. and and it was cool. Like they were great movies. Don't get me wrong, I love the Dark Knight especially. But like, yeah, Christian Bale wasn't a detective. He he was like you know I mean he's, I didn't even know he was Batman was a detective. Detective. I don't know he's a dick. Uh, <laughs> detective until um, Arkham City. Yeah, when it was like it says he's the greatest detective and like. It's a huge part of the game. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, what? But yeah, he, he's not like the Batman. You know? Yeah, he's not. Like, cause, and, and so, so for me, I think Michael Keaton is still the best Batman. And I want to see Ben Affleck, but I still think Michael Keaton is just for the fact that, like, throughout those two movies, it's a whole lot of the detective work, you know? And he, like, is it? He, you know, cause there, there's a lot of scenes where he's, like, trying to investigate things, especially in the first one where he's trying to figure out who the Joker is and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, he's he's you know even more like brooding and and you kind of see more of the fact that like he's kind of this weird sociopath because um, there's all these little moments with Michael Keaton that he shows that he's just kind of crazy, um, and then I, yeah, just the I've seen it once. Oh really? The first one and the second one I tried to watch it. I don't even know if I finished it. 
uh, Batman Returns. Yeah. Oh man, that show sucked. I'm not. I'm not a huge know. fan of Batman Returns. It's I, so hard to watch. I had to watch it with commercials too, so it's even oof, longer. Yeah. But um, from what I remember from the first one, is I don't know. I don't know what to think of Michael Keaton. Yeah. Well, I've then, only seen it once, and it was like three years ago. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. So, so, so are you basically trying to say that right now you're kind of highest on Ben Affleck? I'm actually thinking. I'm like, I got yeah. high hopes for this dude now. Now that I think back at the old Batman, I'm like, um, definitely going to beat George Clooney. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Easy. He, he's awful. But he bat, that Batman was the one I grew up watching. Really? I've watched that show over and over and <laughs> over. Both of them with Val Kilmer, Doesn't that too. suck? We grew up in the age of, like, crappy franchise movies. Yeah, but it was great for a, when you were that age. Oh, yeah. When we were kids, we loved Batman and Robin. Uh, the Phantom Menace was awesome. Same with Attack of the Clones. Like, Dude, it's like it's following us. It's <laughs> yeah. like we're growing up, and then, like, uh, also all the media and all the good movies are growing up as well with yeah. us. Yeah. And I think that's on purpose, actually. Probably. But it's just like... It's super weird. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. But it's like... like think about all the movies that came out like late 90s, early 2000s. A lot of those movies just sucked. With the exception <laughs> of like X-Men and Spider-Man. Like all the oh, other ones yeah. kind of sucked. Yeah, man. I don't know. Because if I watch... If I were to watch Batman and Robin with like Bane and Iceman or whatever. Yeah. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> As a Batman, if I was like, okay, yeah. here's the new Batman, I'd be like, are you freaking kidding me? Is this made for like yeah. nine-year-olds? And it exactly. was, but I was nine, so I was like, yes! Yeah, and it's like, because yeah, like if, if we were to see that movie as adults, we would be so pissed. Like if like, that were the new movie. You <laughs> and know? Batman v Superman was like... Was like that, yeah. Had, had roller skating villains and. and oh man, you know, I like, forgot. I'm gonna go. We gotta watch that. We should watch that. Sometime. Let's let's do one of those things where we the yeah the the commentaries commentaries yeah we should do commentaries. You guys want to watch this? Listen to us do a commentary on uh, Batman. <laughs> let us know. Yeah, let us know. Uh, tweet us or Facebook or Instagram or email uh, at that might be cool. Or, or just yell really loud. Email we'll us probably hear you. Cool. Yeah, just yell. Um, yeah. So so you're saying Affleck then? So far is what you're thinking? I'm hoping. I, I, I do have high hopes for him. Dang it. Now, I I don't want high hopes because then when I see the movie, I want to set my the standards low. Man, Ben Affleck's going to suck. He's going to suck, right? He's going to suck, yeah, dude. Yeah, he sucks. Um. Okay, next one, number five. Batman or Superman? Like on who would win in a fight? Just, no, who who do you like better? Batman. Batman? Dude, I hate, I'm like, I wouldn't say I hate Superman, Yeah. but I'm like, like 10 times less interested in Superman. Mm-hmm. Like his stories, I love Batman. Uh, he's a little bit overly depressed a lot of the times, and like, oh, my Mopey. parents, my parents, my parents are dead. Yeah, I'm like, I get that. Just you know, yeah. His, his stories are more interesting. I've read more of them. Yeah, and uh, I just like that he's human and he's the detective, and it's gritty. Yeah, uh, street level yeah. stuff. I love that stuff. Superman's like Superman, <laughs> and we'll see. Here's the thing with me, with me and Superman. So, Superman is is this sort of iconic imagery for basic, you know, a stranger in a strange land. He came from, you know, he came from a, a world that was totally dying. All of his people are gone. He's adopted by these, you know, kind and loving parents who take him in and raise him as their own child, even though he's not from the same planet as they are. They instill him with these classic American values. They make him into a, a great person who legitimately cares about people. And when he's an adult. He could totally enslave the entire human race. He is almost invulnerable. He has no reason to actually care about people and to, to spend any of his time 
doing anything for humans, he could just bounce off into space and never look back and, and find another planet to live on. But he stays on Earth. He works as a reporter. Just, I mean, basically, I mean, reporters, even, even in their heyday, reporters weren't getting paid, you know, giant money. They were always kind of, you know, middle class, lower class, you know, like kind of that range. And so he makes a meager wage. He spends all of his extra time, and, and being a reporter takes up a lot of his time. All of his extra time, he spends saving people and keeping pe- giving people hope and inspiration and showing them, you know, sort of this, this image of, of a better world by being around, by flying in the sky, and by saving them from, from harm's way, from things that they can't handle. Also, when he's not doing either of those things, all he's trying to do is win over the love of, of an Earth woman who he just has a crush on. Dude, you just described the entire movie, Man of Steel. <laughs> like, that's exactly the character, and uh, that's why it's going to be so interesting for him to go up against Batman, because Batman is tortured, um, and and I think he's been through a lot, and he's a little bit... He doesn't have powers. Yeah. Um, he's a billionaire. He could do whatever he wants, but yeah. he chooses to spend his nights protecting people that he... You probably doesn't even like. Yeah, that's why I like him because he doesn't really like people. He don't like anybody, but he still will do anything to protect them. It's in his true. City. That is and, true. I don't know. I feel like I can relate to that more because I don't really like a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I get so. you there. And I think, and I think honestly that that is an advantage that Batman has over Superman is that Superman is too trusting. Batman has no problem manipulating people and and pulling strings to get whatever he wants. Yeah, I like that Batman. He won't kill. Yeah. Um, which... But he'll injure the crap out yeah, of you. Yeah, he'll, he'll cripple you so you <laughs> can't do anything. Which I like. Um, but I do I do like that he doesn't kill. Uh, but that's why I like Red Hood. Better. Yeah. Because he just I mean, I bring pops that out a pistol all and, the time. Shoots um, you. Because I'm like, I like the boondock saints. Like, just kill the bad guys. <laughs> and they can't hurt nobody. Um, but I like Batman's sense of morality. Like, yeah. he, he wants to be good. But he, you know, he wants to do good. He's not going to kill people, but... He's going to do what it takes. Totally. And uh, I like that scene in the Batman uh, v Superman trailer mm-hmm. where he's like, uh, Superman's like, asks Bruce Wayne and says, what do you think of the Bat Vigilante? He's going around doing whatever he wants, hurting people, taking away their civil rights. Yeah. And he goes, well, basically. Maybe it's the Gotham in me. But yeah. uh, we've, we've always had a, a problem with, or we've, we've got a bad history with freaks who dress up like clowns. Yeah. yeah. That line, I was like, yes, because he does what it <laughs> takes to take down the bad guys. Yeah. And I find that more interesting. I get you there. So, um, but who would win in a fight? Wait, actually, which one do you like better? You never answered the question. You just described Superman, but you never said if you like Superman better. For sake of argument, I'm going to say I like Superman better. When when Superman is is really well written, I love Superman. Because, you know, when when people like Mark Wade write Superman or um, Jeff Johns, they he is such an aspirational character that has no concern for his own ego, his own well-being, his own, even really his own interests. All he wants to do is report on stories that people should know about and save people from harms that they can't handle. Yeah, I'm going to have to read some more Superman, because I've, I've read one. Yeah. And it was... Birthright? Birthright, which was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I would rather read um, Black Mirror over it, which isn't even yeah. Bruce Wayne. But yeah, Black still. Mirror was still good. Black Mirror is, I think, a masterful story for sure. That one's my favorite by far. Yeah, um, we'll have to we'll have to get you, yes, like get some more Superman comics in your hands. See if you like them more or anything. But and then we'll we'll revisit. Yeah, but what about the fight? Who wins in a fight? 
I would say that Superman could kill him in a second. Yeah. Obviously. But he Batman knows this. Yeah. He's not gonna he kill totally him. He totally recognizes, yeah. So I mean that's obvious. Um but I guess he has beaten him in the past before. Yeah. They, I so. mean that's the thing is like anytime Superman and Batman fight in the comics, Batman wins. Yeah, because he's that's the weird part. He'll do anything it takes. Yeah. You know, he'll bring in kryptonite. And Superman is like the opposite. Yeah. He'll like he'll do anything it takes to not kill Batman, basically. Yeah. So I know, because, yeah, Superman's too compassionate, really. I mean, is what it comes down to is that, yeah, he he cares too much about people. Superman cares too much to, to end somebody's life, except Zod. <laughs> I know. I was going to say that. I was like, it's like, he's, he doesn't like killing people. He's not, but he's not afraid to if he has to, absolutely has to. So I'm like, that brings a little bit different dynamic to him fighting Batman because he yeah. could be like, man, maybe I'll just kill this guy. Yeah. And he's acting a little, really weird. Um, in that trailer where he's when his face is just like full of rage, yeah, and he's like in that cage uh, in the cave, with, yeah, um, Batman all hung up on the thing. That's uh, that's so, another reason why I think it's still a dream sequence, but who knows? I don't know. Well, well, we will find out on that. Obviously, sure. they're gonna team up, and that's why I think yeah. the freaking trailer gave way too much away. Is like, oh, we already knew they were gonna team up, but I don't want to see the point they te- they team up. In the trailer, yeah. If so, if it does turn out that it's it's just like that, and then there's no other surprises beyond that, I'll be I'll be pretty pissed about that trailer. In all honesty, but I mean, here's hoping for a dream sequence. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't really want it to be a dream sequence because I hate dream sequences. Yeah, anyway. I think so. I, I think in terms of the Batman and Superman fight, it totally depends on the situation. Like if Superman found out about something Batman did, gave him literally no warning, and just flew straight in and snapped his neck, you know, Batman wouldn't stand a chance. Yeah. But if it's like if it's like Batman knows it's coming, then he'll get all of his defenses ready. He'll jump in one of his you know uh, uh, big armored suits to keep Superman you know sort of at bay while whatever thing he has kryptonite you know gas or whatever starts to w- do its thing or whatever. Like w- if Batman has prep time, Superman's screwed. Yeah, I think there's so many different dynamics. That's what makes um, Batman versus Superman stories so interesting. Yeah. Is like anything can happen. Yep. So. I agree with you. Um, I think it'll be interesting. And I hope they do something with it that's different. Yeah. You know? Like, I want something surprising. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I don't want to just watch them fight. I want a good story as well. So Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's up in the air. It is up in the air. The next one, so I don't know I don't know how much you know about this next one, but we'll talk about it. Number four, Jack Kirby or Stan Lee? Stan Lee who? <laughs> just kidding. Kubrick. Um, I like Kirby because he like can suck people up and steal their powers. <laughs> Wait, not no, not that Kirby. Oh, wrong Kirby. Shoot. You're thinking Super Smash. Dang it. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a different Kirby. Um, I don't know. Stanley is the Marvel guy, and Kirby is the DC guy. No, so so was who, who, who was Kirby then? <laughs> so Stan Stanley and Jack Kirby were the co-creators of pretty much the Marvel universe. Oh, okay. They they so Jack Kirby was the artist and Stanley was the writer. Um, they created the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, the Avengers. Uh, Kirby was a co-creator of Captain America. Lee wasn't. Um, the Hulk they created together. Uh, and Kirby Kirby even had a hand in helping create both Iron Man and Spider-Man, though he wasn't ultimately the co-creator. He just had kind of you know some idea input on those characters. Um, but the part where it gets dicey is that 
many people who were around at the time or who were working for Marvel at the time or anything like that say that Kirby actually wrote more of those comics than Stan Lee did. But he was never credited as a writer because he wasn't a writer. But when he would do the art for the pages, he would be writing in the margins between the panels all of like the dialogue, the story beats, everything like that. And then Stan Lee would just take that dialogue and brush it up. And so that's, so that's where the controversy Stan comes from. Stan Lee is like Bob Kane. Exactly. The Bob Kane story is very similar to the, to the, to the Stan Lee story. And yeah, so, but Jack Kirby's still pretty famous. And I don't even know the other dude that actually created Batman. Bill Finger. Bill Finger, that's right. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is it's sort of an opposite where Bill Finger was the writer and Bob Kane was the artist. In this situation, it's that Stan Lee was the writer and, and Jack Kirby was the artist. The biggest problem a lot of the times is that Stan Lee gets much more you know credits for, for creating characters and things like that than Jack Kirby does. Well, he gets to be in cameos in all the freaking movies. Yeah. Well, Jack Kirby's dead now, so he's not oh. able to do that. But Well, still, he gets a lot more credit. Yeah. And then the so. other thing with Jack Kirby is, too, later in his career, he actually did go over to D.C., and help create Dark Side and the New Gods. Um, those are all Jack Kirby creations. Cool. And so, I mean, for for me, it's Jack Kirby all the way. I mean, he created my favorite villain. Plus, he created the Avengers, the X Men, Fantastic Four. You know, whether or not he and Stanley co-created them, or or how much was on one person, I still think that Jack Kirby, especially because he was the first truly great comic book artist. You know, his like uh, you've probably seen that Thor picture that have like the the wall art with with Thor sort of spinning his hammer. You might have seen it or not, but I've probably it, seen. I it, mean, the, the conventional classic comic book style that you see emulated in a lot of things, or when you see like the old Avengers or X Men comics, that's Jack Kirby. He created sort of the dynamic style and introduced perspective to comics. You know, like he he was the one who made you know like foreshortening and making you know like if somebody's punching towards something, you know, you're actually looking and seeing the fist coming at you. You know, larger than the person's head, and right on. So he, I think he cr- contributed more to comics than than Stanley did. Uh, but yeah, I, dude, I I can't have an opinion. I don't know <laughs> enough about. I'm just gonna say I think they're both dope and yeah. cool for making comic books because <laughs> I think they're cool. So, so here's the next one: writer versus artist. So, and and let's approach this from the perspective of of if you're gonna pick up a comic book and and read a comic book, and at the end, you know, once you're done with that book, what is it that would make the book great in your mind or make the book terrible in your mind? Like, what's more important, the writing or yeah, the Yeah, what's more important to you? I'd have to say writing. Yeah? Um, a lot of the times I find myself um, not looking at the pictures as much, mm-hmm. which uh, I tr- I'm trying not to. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, I don't know, the way I read mm-hmm. is I read really fast. Yeah, and so you kind of uh, gloss over the pictures when you're reading. Yeah, so I kind of, and sometimes I miss a lot of stuff because I have stuff in the, the you know, the panels that's important to the yeah. story that I'm like, wait, I don't know what's going on. I don't remember this. Um, totally, but I would have to say the story, um, because when the story isn't good, mm-hmm. um, I just don't enjoy it as much, even if it's got really good art, but I do appreciate really good art. And, uh, I think art's really important because when the art's not good or a, a style that I don't prefer, yeah, I also notice that I'm not, it kind of takes you out and so you don't get it as invested. Yeah. I don't know. Like my style of artwork that I like in comic books, uh-huh. it'd probably be more nineties. Yeah. Um, the the dynamic images, the muscles, the splash pages, the the yeah. sort of gritty, you know, like inking and stuff like that. Yeah, I like yeah, I like that stuff where they look like superheroes and stuff. Like Jim Lee, um, Batman probably. Hush, Batman Hush, the the big hardcover that uh, that one. Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm just thinking through the art, the art. in my head of uh, the, some of the pictures. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I actually do really like that. Um, 
And that's that is actually like to tie it back to the last thing. That's sort of the style that was introduced with Jack Kirby and then really? expanded from there. Yeah. Oh right huh? Yeah. But yeah, um, I do like the classic. Um, where it's not they're not trying to look like they're um, realistic. Yeah. Like um, Identity Crisis. Yeah. When they look like they're just wearing spandex and like baggy suits and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I freaking love that. I don't know why. Um, I know. I, I like that too. That was uh, Rags Morales that did the. Yeah, that's that's so cool because it's like old school and it's like, I don't know, it's different because all the new stuff you see, it's like they're trying to make it look practical. Yeah, like armor and stuff. I love a little bit of practical. Uh huh. Um, but when it gets too much, like the new Batgirl series and like, yeah, I don't like way too practical. I, I like know. it to look like a comic book. Yeah, so. I'm kind of the same way. I with Batgirl, I actually really enjoy Batgirl, but I, I see where you're coming from because I do. I do prefer, like, if I'm reading a comic, I totally prefer, like, spandex and, like, you know, stuff like that. Because, like, for yeah. Batman especially, like, I don't want to see Batman in armor in a comic book. I'll watch a movie for that. Like, yeah. in our, in in the comic books, I want to see Batman wearing freaking spandex, you know, like, and, and yeah. It sounds sure. cheesy, but the spandex is just cool for comic books. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Like, you wouldn't understand unless you, like, read one. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah, because a talented artist working with spandex and stuff, they, they, they make it work really well, and it... Yeah, it just has a certain effect on the page, especially with good coloring. Like, it yeah. just makes it look good. Yeah, and then um, I had another thought. Um, mm-hmm. Identity Crisis. Mm-hmm. I love the art, but um, it's not very physical art. Yeah. That one was basically about the story, mm-hmm. and uh, that's also one of my other favorite stories. Mm-hmm. Is just because it's a story with um, simple characters. It's not super complicated. Yeah. Um, they use characters that aren't really uh, used a lot. Yeah, yeah. But it's just that story is such a good story. Yeah. Um, and same with Black Mirror. It's totally. like, it's all about the mystery and like a really good story with a good twist or something. Yeah. I think so. you would actually, I think you would really enjoy um, Tower of Babel. It's Tower a, of Babel? It's a really good Justice League story. Um, I'll have to, I still haven't bought that one. Like I've, I've read it a million times on like Comixology and stuff, but I don't have a hardcover of it. Maybe I'll just read it on Comixology. Yeah, you should. You uh, have it? Yeah, I do. Cool. I'm pretty see. sure. Anyway, yeah, you'll have to read it because it, it's it's actually a really good story, and I hope that they do a Justice League movie based on it at some point. I'll have to read it. It'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um. And it's Mark Wade who wrote it. Who's I love Mark Wade. Um. But yeah. I I I totally get what you're saying. Where like the the art just sort of kind of helped build the story, and, and that one's an example it. of just every, both of them were yeah. amazing for me. Like I enjoyed both of them. They're just super cohesive. Um, but yeah, it's cool that um. One didn't stand out more than the other. Yeah. Like, it was just a story. Um, when there's stuff, like a bad story with good art, then yeah. I'm like, oh, the art was great. Um, but when you get a, a team together where it's both really good, yeah. then uh, I think that's, that makes it awesome. Yeah, so, and that, that's kind of like with, you know, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo on the New 52 Batman. You know, they, they both just, like, fuse. And I, I know you're not super high on the New 52 Batman. Like, you like it, but it's not, like amazing to you or anything yeah i think it's good stories yeah i really liked actually i'm gonna say i I loved the um court of owls yeah the first one was really good um city of owls i got really into that but it's just not as good as um identity crisis and black mirror and uh some of the other ones i've read yeah i get you there so i do get you um okay so the next one chase number two okay star wars or star trek Shoot, man. So I've been re-watching all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, I started with the prequels. I just started with one. Okay. And that's awful. Two. Phantom Menace. It's bad. 
Have I don't you even know. Yet? I'm not big of no, not yet. I want to watch it. I heard everybody says it's the best one of the prequels. Yeah, and I saw it back in 2005 when it came out, and I think that was the last time I saw it. But I don't even think I'm that big of a Star Wars fan. Really? Yeah. Now that I think about it, I'm like, I like the concept and the world. I love when they create people create really cool worlds that you can like dive into. Yeah. Um, Avatar, for example, I I really liked that world of Pandora he created. Yeah. Um, I I like the concept and Tron. I like that world. Tron's really cool. Yeah. The movie wasn't that great, but that world is what made me like the movie so much. Yeah. And uh, that's what I find interesting about Star Wars. Um, Star Trek, I can only speak for the ones I've seen, which is the two movies. Yeah, the the J.J. Abrams movies. Which are freaking good. So if the new like Star Wars lot. is that, I'm I'm going to be stoked. I, I mean, obviously I'm a huge Star Wars fan, you know, and you know that about me. Yeah. I think most people that have listened to either this show or Savage Land know that about me. But I actually, so, so growing up, so, okay, I'm going to dig deep into my roots here. <laughs> so... My go. my first ever memory that like the 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 oldest memory that I have the earliest memory that I can that I can conjure up in my head involves Star Wars. It was Return of the Jedi. I was watching Return of the Jedi and like it was this weird thing. This girl kissed me on the cheek and stuff. So it was sort of this microcosm Ooh. of what I hope my life could be. <laughs> Star yeah. Wars and girls, lightsabers, saving <laughs> the, gal- the galaxy. Yeah, and it was. I even remember the scene. It was the scene. Right before Boba Fett gets thrown into the Sar- or into the uh, Sarlacc pit. Spoilers. I know. JK. <laughs> but outside of Jabba's Palace. But yeah, that was the scene. And this girl kissed me on the cheek. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my three-year-old brain just exploded. Um, <laughs> but also, as much as you know, Star Wars was a huge part of my childhood, my dad is a giant Star Trek fan. Like, really? He has the entire original series. Like he's He's seen, I'm almost positive he's seen every episode and movie of every Star Trek series ever. That's dedication. It's definite dedication, but like that—that's kind of his. Like that's his huge fandom, and so like I grew up with that sort of just on in the background, you know. Like I—I I didn't usually pay tons of attention to Star Trek, but it would always be on in the background, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's really interesting. That's really cool. Whatever, you know." And basically, what I gleaned from you know, however many years of having Star Trek on somewhere was the fact that it really the the whole story, you know, up until the J.J. Abrams ones, and even a little bit with the J.J. Abrams ones, but. The original story of, of both Star Trek Enterprise and then um, the Next Generation is it's kind of it's it's more about um, you know ex- exploration, acceptance, equality, you know, basically taking taking the human race and taking people and civilization to new places and sort of learning new things from from new types of people and then taking the lessons from that, you know, like. I do think that's really cool. And I think it is important, you know, just culturally in general, the same way that the X-Men are important. Um, and a lot of stories that are sort of metaphors for, I guess just acceptance, you know, and preaching peace. Um, and I think that's a cool part of Star Trek as well as the fact that it's the type of sci-fi that just kind of explores the potential of, of a universe as vast as ours. So I appreciate Star Trek a lot. That's cool. I've never actually watched it, but, uh, I don't know. That could be interesting. I might have to go check it out. I've watched, let's see, I think, so as far as like watching, you know, front to back episodes, I've watched the entire first season of the original Star Trek series. Um, like I, 60s? Yeah. Sure. The the uh, Leonard Nimoy and uh, and William Shatner series. Yeah. Um, and, and I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I do, I really want to watch Star Trek The Next Generation with Patrick Stewart. Um, I've heard a lot of really good things about that, but I still haven't watched it. I could think that could be really cool because I've, I've seen a lot of like, 
uh, stuff about it, but mm-hmm. I've never actually watched any of it. They yeah. have like nine movies, don't they? Oh, yeah. They have so many Star Trek movies. Yeah. Um, and I, I do really enjoy the J.J. Abrams movies. I liked the first one a ton. Like the first the first Star Trek is, is one of my favorite movies. Um, the first J.J. Abrams one, I mean. Yeah. The second one, I, I didn't really like Into Darkness very much. Why not? You just didn't like the version of Khan? It wasn't even the, the version of Khan. It was just like... It was, first of all, the fact that, like, we weren't supposed to know he was Khan. I knew he was Khan when he was cast. Like, and I didn't know who Khan did. was. So really? For me, it was just like, oh, Khan. I did remember hearing a title of a movie. The Wrath, Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. So, yeah. like, oh, that's that guy that's from Dove. And then when I Googled him, <laughs> uh-huh. it didn't look the same. He's like a not jungle close, guy. close, yeah. He's not even close. But I found it interesting. You know, he's trying, he's really crazy about his old race mm-hmm. and all his buddies. Yeah. So... Well, and I thought it was cool. It was just that I think Abrams relied too much on us not knowing that it was going to be Khan. And so then the sort of, you know, the penultimate moment of that movie was like, oh, here's the big reveal. He's Khan. What? And it's like, yeah, I knew he was Khan before the movie even started. Like, <laughs> so it just didn't didn't have much effect on me, you know, but that was supposed to be the climactic moment of like this, you know, this big change in what was happening. Um, I did kind of like the twist of, of, you know, what's his face, his daughter being sort of the bad guy. Um, or no, what's his face being the bad guy, his daughter being the good guy. Sorry. Um, the, the commander guy. Yeah. The blonde chick. Hmm. Um, I liked the twist with her, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't like into darkness very much. I liked it. I'm not, I don't know that much about it. So yeah, I thought it was good. Um, but speaking of that twist with Khan mm-hmm. and he tried to keep that under wraps, um, what do you think there's going to be a new twist for the new Star Wars? We have, um, eight days from today. Yeah. Um, when this airs, oh, it'll dude. be like five days. Holy crap. Six days. I can't believe it's that close. But, uh, yeah. What, what are we, what are you expecting from like that? Like <sighs> See, so many fan theories. You told me one last night and yep. if you'd like to elaborate on uh, air. Yeah. So, and so I, I really do think that. Kylo Ren and and Rey are the twins of you know the the twin uh, uh, children of Han and Leia, and I think that Han has been arrested or or you know basically taken off world, or he and Leia have been separated by something. Leia became a general, um, you know maybe decided or sort of was you know the choice was made for her or something that, you know, her kids had to be taken from her or that she gave her kids to people that she trusted. And so they're, they're long lost because we do know Leia as a general at this point. Um, or maybe even the kids went with Han and then Han got captured or taken or something like that. And so then the kids got, you know, whatever happened to the she kids. She doesn't know Han, though. She doesn't. When, yeah, when she they talks They were probably babies. Babies? Okay, you're yeah. talking babies. Right. I'm talking babies. Um, so when they were very tiny. And then, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's hinted out with the fact that Ray is saying, you know, she, in one of the trailers, she says she's searching for her family. Um, and some of the things that Kylo Ren says is he's talking to Darth Vader's helmet about, you know, I'm going to continue what, what you started and, and a few little tiny things like that. And then the fact that Luke is talking to someone about, you know, the force is strong in my family. I have my sister has it. My father had it. You have that, too. He's talk, he, says, he says my family, you know, or our I think he might have said the force strong and uh, I don't know, whatever it is anyway. And then there's also the fact that, you know, they've, they keep saying the stories about, you know, every generation has their story. Um, you know, the story is about generations. The story is about the legacy, the Skywalker legacy. Every star Wars movie is centered around a Skywalker. And so I think that think with, it's going to be one of the Skywalkers. I think that, I think that Ray, I think no matter what, I think Ray is definitely of Skywalker lineage. 
whether she's Luke's kid or Han and Leia's kid, which I'm, I'm almost positive she's Han and Leia's kid. Um, and then just something happened when they were when they were children to separate them from Han and Leia, and basically Leia's haunted by that. Her and Han are split up by something. I think Han's been in prison, just that his past life caught up with him. Um, Still with his homie Chewie. Yeah, they were so both caught together. Both go to jail. I think they were caught together. Um, hmm. But I don't know. And then that's so that's my biggest theory is that it is about that. And then Luke, I don't think Luke's a bad guy. I really don't think he's a bad I, guy. I don't know. I have uh, many theories that I've been uh, telling my coworkers at work, Kay. which are usually just obnoxious, obscure, outlandish ones, yeah. uh, which include um, trying to figure out who uh, Kylo Ren is. And my favorite one is that it is actually um, Kylo, uh, Kylo Ren is Mace Windu, who survived <laughs> the fall and has come back to exact his revenge, but he's much older, so when he takes off the helmet, no. he's going to be placed played by... James Earl Jones. No. In the flesh. No. Because he's black. No. no. Old guy. No. Yes. That would be my no. favorite. They, um, we've already seen his face. I hate all the theories about Kylo Ren being somebody that's already been established in the Star Wars universe because we've already yeah, seen his freaking that's face. That's the thing, man. They're trying to, they're trying to, like, oh, who is this? No. We've already seen no. his face. No, no. Um, no. So it doesn't look like him, but no. they're just like, that's just fake stuff that they're not going to put in the no. movie. They're like, nope. we need to shoot with him his, with his no. face off. No, because I we, think, we, no. I, so, I think this is my theory. Um, I think that the Knights of Ren are going to be created by Luke, and that's possible. And he's got his hood, and he's basically he's kind of like running the Knights of Ren from behind the scenes. He created it. Um, Either he's behind Kylo Ren, Mm -hmm. or Kylo Ren um, got away from him. You know, kind of like was like a a Padawan that went evil, Um, and then we find out later that. They're actually good guys. So I kind of think Kylo Ren is going to be um, kind of a Red Hood character. Um, like, he's a bad guy, but he's he's a good guy, but he's a bad guy kind of thing. You know, where he's, he's, he's an anti-hero. So I think he's going to become an anti-hero kind of thing. Know. And he was created by Luke, or he was a uh, Padawan to Luke. Yeah, he was, he was trained by Luke. And Luke is just kind of like, oh, this Knights of Ren thing fell out. Um I got out of hand and I don't know what to do about it. And he's off trying to figure out something else. And I think there's a big twist in there with Kylo Ren and Luke knowing each other. There may be. I don't know if it's going to be blood related, mm-hmm. but I think, um, well, so was, I think, I think be trained by Luke. I think one possibility is that when Leia, you know, when Leia became general or whatever, like had to give up her kids or something like that. Like maybe, maybe Ray was with Han when Han got captured and Kylo Ren was with Leia and Leia was like, you know, I, I, I need to give him up or something like that. Like, I'm, I'm going to war, so I can't be around him in general. I won't have the time or whatever. So then she says, you know, Luke, I trust you. Please, you know, take care of my child while I'm away. And then Luke just does a terrible job. Like Luke terrible is just, yeah, he's just, he's just not, like, you know, kind of like Obi-Wan. He just tries to raise him right, but ends up screwing up. And so, you know, and then Kylo Ren goes bad. And so there could be a connection like that. That is kind of one thing that I've kind of mulled around in my head a bit. But Dude, I don't think... Um, Kylo Ren or Rey are are Han and Leia's kids? No, dude, not even like that's like I don't th- even consider that in my brain. Like, nope, I don't think so. Like, I, as a theory of mine, I, I like nope, dude. I'm like no. I'm like ninety percent sure that that's what it is. I think I think Rey is gonna have like a twin brother, but it's gonna be someone else. I don't know why I think that, but it's just like I came up with that and I was like, she's gonna have like a twin or brother or something. Um, 
but there's something else going on. I don't know, man. And I don't think they're related. I think they are. To uh, Han. And to Han and Le- I think they are. I, I, first of all, I think that I think that her and Kylo Ren are definitely related. And and I think that there is a good... Ch- like, I, I, I'm more firm on her and Kylo Ren being twins, or at least brother and sister, than I am on them being Han and Leia's kids. But I'm still pretty high on them being Han and Leia's kids. And I, I think, think Luke's so. just like an exile somewhere, doing the whole Ben Kenobi thing. and Because his Padawan went rogue. Yeah, and that's very Kylo, possible. That that's the that's the only thing I can actually like in my head. I, I'm like thinking that could actually be is that. Uh, and he became his padawan because Leia entrusted Luke to to raise him. No, no, he's not related. I think he is. So he's Luke's nephew. I think he Ray Ray does know Ren Kylo Ren, but not brother. I think they're family. I think um, Ray and Finn are twins. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. All right. Right. Whatever. They very have the same complexion, right? <laughs> Can't say no, otherwise you'd be racist. <laughs> I mean, it is as two white people sitting in a room. It would be really hard to even sound at all politically correct getting into that discussion, huh? Yeah, that's true. I think we just better take a left turn on that one. All right. And bring us to the number one pop culture debate. Oh, we got another one. There's one more. Okay. What is it? Marvel or DC? Growing up, my whole life, I've always, always been like, dude, Marvel's the best. They got all the best characters, they're the coolest, and they have Spider-Man. Um, I started hanging out with you, and you started giving me DC comics, and I was like, F that, DC is way cooler. <laughs> so, I don't know, I'm, I'm like a DC fan now. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad I converted you. Cool, cool. I think, I think especially in this day and age where Marvel is king. Especially Marvel because- is king. And everybody's like um, almost like naive, like I was, where they're just like, "Oh, I know uh, Spider Man and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I know more characters, so that means yeah. they're more popular yeah. and better characters." But DC just has so many awesome characters that um, once you start reading about them, it's like, "Oh, these guys are way cooler." Yeah, exactly. And and so I mean, and I, I think I'll, I'll give the argument for both sides. But with DC, the appeal to me with DC is that. First of all, their expansive cosmic universe is much more fleshed out. There's a lot more to do with, you know, characters from outer space, you know, like the Green Lantern Corps, Superman, Starfire, uh, all these other aliens like Hawkman. Uh, well, depending on the origin of Hawkman. Um, That's true. You know, like there's so many origins. Uh, Adam Strange, you know, the Martian Manhunter, like their cosmic universe and the new gods and Dark Side, all that. Their cosmic universe is so huge. Plus the fact they've had a multiverse for so long, you know, and so you have like alternate dimensions and and yeah, all their stuff fits together. Um, no, it kind of fits together surprisingly well for the for how expansive it is. Better than Marvel? Well, yes, yeah, yes and no. Um, I feel like DC's been actually pretty confusing. It has been at times for sure. Um, Marvel, I've never uh, gotten into like the all the, the backstory and like the and different worlds and stuff. They don't have like different worlds that collide. Too much, too often. Not, Not too as often. much as DC. They had, yeah, they had one time in eighty like five when they did Secret Wars, and then again last year when they did Secret Wars again. Yeah. Um, DC um, relies on that a lot more to try to explain everything. Yeah. Um, it gets messy. It can. It really messy. Um, from what I even like read on Wikipedia. Yeah. And all these uh, databases about it, it's like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, what I like. What I like is that DC has the full range. You know, they have the Batman universe of characters, which is all like street level. I do like that they have different levels yeah. and different. Because um, you got the Bat family, and then you got your superhumans, and then you got like the Green Lantern Corps mm-hmm. and the Red Lantern and all the space stuff. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, they've divided it even in the new 52. Yeah. They divided it into a bunch of different ones. And uh, that was really cool. I, I really like that. Yeah. And I think I think the problem with Marvel is, like, not only are they in a narrower gap, you know, like, they're, they're, they have street-level guys all the way up to, like, I mean, really... Ex- with the with the exception of like Thanos and some of the more cosmic people, like the most powerful people in the Marvel universe are like Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Reed Richards, Doctor Doom. You know, and like yeah. they're really cool, but they don't reach out quite as far as as the DC universe does, as far as the craziness and, and the expansiveness of it goes. And then the fact that like every single superhero in the Marvel universe is based in New York City. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. All of them. For real. Whereas DC, it's it's spread out across the entire country. I, know, I like how they make up their own city names, too. Yeah. Like Gotham and Metropolis and Star City. Coast Central City. City Central Coast City, City. Keystone City. Keystone. Yeah. Um, the new... Uh, side note. Uh, the new uh, Green Arrow that I've been reading is takes place in Seattle. Yeah. In the new 52, they tried to... Like ground it more by they saying, to no, marvelize in, it. They kind of tried to marvelize it. And they're like, oh, he's in Seattle. Yeah. I, I still just think of it as Star City. Yeah. That bugged me. Yeah. That um, bugs me too. Anyway, but the story, to the the story itself is fun, but it's like weird that it's in Seattle. Yeah, because it's like like what crime is going on in Seattle? <laughs> yeah, they brought in Diggle. Is yeah. he? Did he was created for from Arrow, and they put him in the? Comics? He was created in Arrow because so the name John Diggle is actually a a credit to the writer of Green Arrow Year One, which was a story from like two thousand five, um, written by a guy named Andy Diggle. So John Diggle was was an homage to Andy Diggle, and then his brother's name was Andy. So that was an even bigger homage. So his brother is the name of the guy who wrote Green Arrow Year oh, One. So the evil, crazy guy. Yeah, and that in Green Arrow Year One is what season one of Arrow was based on. Really? Yeah. So like oh. season one of Arrow is very close to the story of Green Arrow Year One. Cool. But we'll yeah. have to uh, we'll have to get caught up. Uh, Arrow actually, the winter premiere actually, um, uh, winter finale finale was tonight. Um, which was two days ago for you if you're um, watching this when it comes out or yeah, listening to this listening. when it comes out. Soon to be um, watching. So maybe we'll talk about that on the next episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll talk, yeah, because we'll have a full half season, full half season, <laughs> hey, you know, the entire half season before the break to talk about and then we'll Dude, be ramping our up Our next for episode, we've got Star Wars, which would be coming out that week. Yeah. Next week is Star Wars. Um, so that's what we'll be talking about and maybe a little bit of Flash and Arrow. Yeah. We're talking about a lot of stuff. You know? We'll come up with some other stuff too. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to ask the question, even though I already know the answer. Are you a Marvel or DC fan? I'm a DC fan. Yes. But I will. So I will give the argument for Marvel. I've seen your shelves. <laughs> yeah. Marvel have, shelf and the DC shelves. <laughs> I have probably three times as many DC comics <laughs> yeah. as I do Marvel. Um. So so I, I will give a quick argument for Marvel though. So as much as I do love DC, the DC I grew up on DC cartoons like Batman, Batman Beyond, Justice League, uh, Teen Titans, Young Justice. Like DC killed it in animation for a long time, and like Marvel had some good ones like X Men and X Men Evolution. Uh, you know some of the Spider Man cartoons like Spectacular Spider Man. Some of those were really good, but I don't think they ever quite reached the level that DC had. Um, and so that's why I kind of grew up a DC fan. And then when I saw comic books, I was like, Oh, I, I know the teen Titans. I know, you know, the justice league, I know Batman. And so that's kind of where I went. Right on. But I will say that, that Marvel culturally in a lot of cases, um, has made a significant impact in certain areas. So first of all, they, you know, by, by way of almost going bankrupt, Marvel actually built the stepping stones for their biggest success. You know, they they fell to their ultimate low, almost had to to basically give up the company, 
And because of that, they decided, okay, well, let's give this last ditch effort. We're going to sell the movie rights to a lot of our characters. So we're going to sell Spider-Man rights to Sony. Um, you know, and I think Daredevil rights uh, to Fox, uh, X-Men rights, uh, you know, Fantastic Four. Basically, any character that anyone will buy, we're going to sell them. And hopefully we get enough money from that to keep our company afloat. And then maybe, you know, maybe we'll get some brand recognition from that. So then the rights to Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men, Daredevil, uh, uh, Ghost Rider, um, Hulk, Hulk uh, you know, everyone got bought except for, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, uh, the useless characters, Ant Man, all those, all those yeah. useless ones that never became anything. <laughs> useless, yeah, the so. ones that nobody wanted. <laughs> the B team, and so in doing that, in basically having failure and needing money, they built literally these stepping stones for their biggest success ever. Because what happened is, some of those movies were bad, but what happened? You get Sam Raimi to head the Spider Man movies. He he makes two amazing fantastic cultural phenomenons in spider-man and spider-man 2 with toby mcguire brian singer crafts a an awesome x-men story over his first two movies you know x-men and x2 first two they yeah. can only do two good movies yeah both of them can only do two movies two good movies and then the third fell apart for both franchises but that was enough because that's over a five-year period four movies come out with spider-man and x-men that that set the world on fire, you know, that, that really revitalized the superhero genre after Batman and Robin crapped all over it. Then, you know, so people then, because the Marvel logo is in front of both of those movies, start to kind of trust the Marvel brand. And then we get some stinkers for a little while. You know, we get Spider-Man 3 and X-Men 3, who at the time, financially, were the most successful movies of both franchises. But that speaks more to the success of the movies beforehand because then they'd come out on, on you know home video and stuff and people had told their friends, oh, these movies are super awesome. And so then by that time, it was so popular that everybody went to see the third movie because they knew the franchise so well by that point. Yeah. And then it even, you know, the brand was so trusted that bad movies like Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four 2, as well as uh, Freak, man, like Daredevil, uh, Elektra, um, I, the whole the two punishers that were awful both both punisher movies um um the hulk you know the ang lee hulk ghost oh, rider that one is the worst yeah like so many movies they had the marvel logo so they had the trust and they were financially successful even when they were bad movies and then the original franchises you know spider-man as well as as x-men kind of start getting revitalized around 2010 2011 you know you get x-men first class you get the amazing spider-man both movies do really well uh then you get you know, like the Wolverine, you get Days of Future Past, you get Amazing Spider-Man 2, which again, like a lot of comic book fans crap on Amazing Spider-Man 2, but it actually did really well financially. They just kind of screwed themselves for making sequels. They sort of saw the writing on the wall with the direction they were heading. Yeah, I, I liked it. But... I liked it too. Absolutely. That's that's my favorite Spider-Man movie is Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is uh, people hate. But they just did really good with Gwen Stacy. Yeah. And then and the thing was that after, because of the success of selling those movies and getting the residuals from the Fox and Sony movies, Marvel then had enough to be like, okay, let's take some of the brain trust from these movies. Let's take Kevin Feige, who was in the X-Men movies, or who was on the X-Men and the Spider-Man movies, really. He was a Marvel sort of consultant. Then let's take Avi Arad, who's also been a producer on a lot of these movies. Then we'll take, you know, uh, people like um, Louis D'Esposito, uh, some of the other people, you know, big wigs at Marvel, and let's form our own studio finance our own movies and figure it out. So they get a loan to make two movies in 2008, Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. From there, those two movies made Marvel unstoppable. Yeah, dude, I will agree. 
that uh, ever since Iron Man came out and they've got their own studios and started doing creating the MCU, yep. Marvel has been killing it. Absolutely. And DC has been struggling to keep up. And they're just now, DC's just now getting on their feet. Like, yeah. uh, what is it, eight years later? Yeah. Um, it Man took of, them a while. Yeah, they had Man of Steel, which was... Yeah. Well, and they've, and they've always had Batman. DC, for, for whatever, oh, yeah. you know, struggles or whatever, they have always had Batman, but they haven't had an ability to translate that success to other franchises. You know, you saw what happened with Green Lantern. Yeah. So, we haven't actually seen the DCEU. Yeah. We've seen Man of Steel, which is Superman. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually like it. I watched it again the other night, and it was a lot more impressive. I still enjoy it. The second time. I think it was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we haven't seen uh, Man, uh, Batman, Batman, v Superman. Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, or all these ones that are going to be announced. Mm-hmm. They could flop big time, or they could um, somehow really yeah. hit the success success that Marvel has. Um which I don't know. It could be either way. It could but, be. Yeah, Marvel's been killing it, and I love to go see the movies. And uh, with the start of Netflix series, Daredevil oh, yeah. and Jessica Jones, which was amazing, we talked about it on the last episode. Oh, yeah. Those are amazing. And uh, yeah, and that's the thing is so what's what's kind of funny is the timing of it that DC and and Warner Brothers have pretty much always been doing really well in the TV side of things, but on the movies outside of Batman, they haven't really you know been able to put it together. And right now, DC rules in television gotham supergirl flash arrow legends of tomorrow like plus they had smallville before and and you know like lois and clark was a really successful series you know like they've always clark yeah it was from the 90s um sounds horrible it was was really (laughs) successful it's kind of a weird show but um but But, yeah i mean dc's always killed it and and but marvel just barely in the last like year has finally started to catch up on television programming so it's kind of this weird opposite thing where so, DC's been killing it in TV and Marvel's been killing it in movies. And they just want to switch places. And they're both like it looks like they're both about to catch up to each other, you know? I'm hoping because either way, um, I'm more of a DC fan, mm-hmm. but I watch the crap out of Marvel. Yeah. I'll still read the comic books. I've read several. Yeah. Um, and they're really good. They're a lot different. I love how they I don't know, maybe this is just the stories I've read and maybe just me. Uh-huh. But I feel like DC stories and Marvel stories kind of have their own vibe yeah they they have their own feel because yeah. they have different universes and yeah i don't know i just they're both really good but i'm yeah. i'm obviously more a dc fan as are you yeah i'm still gonna watch and read the crap out of both oh exactly so. yeah we're we're both we're both fans of both. i think that's the thing is with with us we don't really hate on a whole lot of things you know I feel like I know. I, even the stuff been... we say that was gonna look like crap like tmnt yeah I'm like i'm still gonna watch it yeah, i'm gonna enjoy it <laughs> um I don't think I'll hate it. No, but maybe it's gonna suck. Like I, lo- I, I don't know about you, but I love watching like sucky movies. Yeah, they're, like, they're, if like, they're entertaining, they're fun, and and they have good pacing and stuff. Then yeah, whatever. You just gotta forget about the. That's I think that's like our motto. It's like just forget about it and watch the movie. Yeah, exactly. Just leave, yeah, leave your leave your criticism at the door, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, we really we've enjoyed like pretty much everything we've talked I know, about. Everything we watch. It's like, but I mean, I think that's the best way to live life, man. Like, I don't, I don't care to hate on things. You yeah, know, like you I, find you find the fun parts of stuff. I know, even uh, the stuff I absolutely hate. Like, I'm really hating on Gotham. Yeah, but I still watch it and. uh and they're still fun to be had, you know? Like, even so, even if, like, the show's bad, there's still, like, things that you watch. You're like, okay, that was cool. There's always hoping that it's going to get better. Yeah. And that's kind of what, like, kept all these Marvel, <laughs> these comic stuff afloat. That it's, like, yes. everybody's hoping it's going to get better. And the hope never goes away. Yeah, totally. It's, there's it's, always hope in, co- in freaking comic books and crap like that. <laughs> 
Marvel and DC. The hope never dies. <laughs> never dies. Yeah, I, I, I think, and we're we are seriously, we are eight days away from, you know, from Star Wars, and I think Star Wars kind of signals the, the, the most epic ramping up of geek movies we've ever had, oh, because yeah. we're only going to get a month in between Star Wars and Deadpool, and from then I on, I forgot about Deadpool. I was like, man, I got a hundred and whatever. There's someone counting down on my Facebook, yeah. every day till Batman, and I was like, a hundred days, hundred whatever days. And then I remember, I see this thing and it says Deadpool February. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, I get yeah. to see Deadpool before I get to see that? We have, yeah, it's like, like, yes, I forgot about that. That is crazy. Because awesome. after Deadpool, we're not going to have a month without like a, a geek movie. Yeah. In this entire year, in 2016, we're going to get Deadpool, Batman v Superman, Captain America Civil War, X-Men Apocalypse, uh, uh, Doctor Strange, Suicide Squad. Um, I think there's one more Rogue movie one. from Fox. Rogue in December, one, in we December, year, but um, I think even Gambit is supposed to be coming out next year. I think it is. Yeah. Fall. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be coming out in the fall. Maybe. Like, we we won't even have time to like think about. Oh, maybe I don't know. Maybe you know how are these? Like, we're just gonna be sitting there enjoying awesome movies all freaking year, and then it's not gonna stop because they're only gonna keep making more and more movies after that. Especially because we're about to get into the time. Oh yeah, and Ninja Turtles. Um, forgot to mention that in that big. When does that come out, by the way? Uh, next, I think like in May or something. It might be April. I don't know. Better be April because then actually, I hope that'll it's fill the gap between. It'll probably be June or July. Really? May, it may be April, but I think I don't know. I'll have to. We'll have to look at it again. Oh, my phone's dead. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's just like all of these movies that are being coming out up until like 2020. We're pretty much going to have, you know, a good eight movies every year that are related to something like a you know a video game, a classic movie franchise, a comic book, whatever Bummer. it is. My phone died. Yeah. But we'll never know. Seriously, eight we are when this episode comes out, we're only six days away from like just the biggest wave of geekdom we've ever had. Plus in that time, we're also getting season two of Daredevil and we're getting Luke Cage and we're continuing to get Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow like throughout January we're going to watch on Legends of Tomorrow so I don't even think we'll care that much about not having a movie in that time dude it's going to be cool it's really so. cool <laughs> oh and did you okay really quick before we send it off did you see the Supergirl thing that just happened this week no i don't watch Supergirl I should you should watch it okay it has one of and, and don't spoil yourself on it. We'll t- we'll talk about it when we get caught up on Supergirl, and we have time now because Flash and Arrow are going on break, so we can catch up. Um, cool. Uh, how many episodes of Supergirl? Like I think they're nine? only eight episodes in, eight, eight or nine. Yeah. yeah, so it's really easy to catch up. They just had one of the most insane reveals that I've ever seen. Like, really cool. So do you know do you know who Hank Henshaw is in the comics? No. Hank Henshaw is Cyborg Superman. So he's he's this evil like twisted. I thought you were going to spoil it for me. No, I'm not spoiling anything. Not spoiling anything. There is a Hank Henshaw is in Supergirl, and that that whole thing that's not the reveal I care about because it's already a character that's established and all that stuff. There's an insane reveal I, in the show. I'll it's, watch it. I'll give it a chance. And even the special effects in the show actually look really good. How does freaking Red Tornado look? He looked awful in the pictures. I haven't seen him in in the in the show yet, so I, I I haven't been keeping up completely in the show. I actually did spoil this thing for me, and then that prompted me to actually get caught up on the show. Because I really love the first episode, and then I see this reveal, and I'm like, okay, I have to watch it now. All right. All right. But next episode. Next episode, we'll talk about it. That's one week. We got a lot to talk about. So uh, be here or be square. Yeah. See you. Peace. <laughs>